Dear Ann Landers, my husband Dear and I Abby, are in shock. I'm extremely upset. My son got married in Dear Ann Landers, I'm very happy to hear that his wife is working out of a woman here at She thinks way too much of herself. She had to get married. Dear Pod. How about that meme that I sent you where the store is called Shack of Sit? <laughs> and, the, and they and the, just and the sell post says, chairs. The post says, I wouldn't last an hour if I had to answer the phone. <laughs> and then I'm like, Shack of Sit. There's no way I would have. Then, like I told you, I feel like we need to journey there like it's our birthright. You know, we need to go and visit the Wailing Wall of the Sack of Shit. The Shack of Sack. I said, I did it. I did it how, already. How many times are you like, the phone rings. I got it. I got it. I got it. Shack of Sit. Shack of Sit. Shack of Sit. Hello? Sack of Shit. Uh, what did you call me? No. Patrick. That's the only reason people are ever calling that establishment is to goad them into it. Oh, my God. Um, so we need much. to talk about rage for a second and my... my <laughs> I have next level road rage now. That's not good. Because we've all come out on the other side of this pandemic a little angrier, a little less impatient. And let me tell you, when the, the mask falls off, it makes a thud. And we are horrible now. Like, we're worse than ever. Am I right? Um, I th- Yeah, I guess. I actually got in a conversation with a stranger last night. He's a bartender at one of the clubs. And... He was talking about his anger and how he had to go to a therapist to get it back in check. But, <laughs> and we're having this really nice conversation about like taking accountability for your feelings, you know, and taking charge and saying, this is so bad. I need to do something about it. But now I'm doing his accent because this is actually what he sounds like because it, it, <laughs> it caught me so off guard. And he was like, so I, you know, I, I am so, I found myself so angry. So I go and I find the therapist because, you know, I, I was just so angry all the time. And I'm like, yes, I know. I know that angry is like, and I, you know, I felt like I had to get it under control because I choke a person and, you know, I just, and I was like, wait, what? And he was like, yeah, yes. Well, you know, I was so angry. I choke, I choke a person. I choked him. And I was like, and then he went on and on about like, like cognitive behavioral therapy. And I was like, wait, 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 wait so you, but you choked a guy. Right? Yes. And I said, oh, this is not like me. I have to, I choke a person. And I was like, oh, 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 we're here. You're like, wait, I said I had a little bit of road rage. I didn't say I committed a crime. I committed. I, I was like, are you confessing to me right is now? I didn't. a misdemeanor? Should I be telling an adult? <laughs> uh, yeah. So everybody's got the rage. That guy apparently choked somebody, which definitely put my road rage into perspective. <laughs> Look, here's the thing. New Jersey Transit, we all know, was a garbage fire, mm-hmm. and they decided to go on strike in one of the busiest days of the week of the year, you know, going into a holiday weekend. Mm-hmm. So I had to drive in, and my jewels, of course, says, oh, hi, can you come and pick me up? And I tried to negotiate with this terrorist. Mm-hmm. Your husband? Yes. Okay. Because I know my own anger when it comes to approaching midtown Manhattan in uh. a vehicle. It Thank is, you. Thank you. Yeah. But he refuses to just walk the six extra blocks so that we don't crest the 40th Street gap there. Once you get into the 30s, it gets bad. Once you get into the 40s, it gets worse. And your sphincter doesn't relax until you leave the island after that. You have to just drive off into the sunset like you're in Greece. Mm-hmm. 
the end of the movie, Grease. Where they, everybody's dead. Everybody's dead. <laughs> it's, it's been a dream this whole time, <laughs> a la Dallas. Yeah. But so I tried to tell season. him. That was just the one season of Dallas. Oh, okay. But we, that's the only thing anyone remembers of Dallas. Of course. Well, so, who shot JR, but yeah. that's fine. But we'll gloss over that right. before well, my Because time. it's just like the, the, only the most infamous tagline. Yeah, and infamous <clears throat> TV guide cover. Right. Yeah. So I tell him no, try to find a way. Oh, no, no, just pick me up a beer culture, 45th and 8th. Okay, mm-hmm. so I'm going into the hornet's nest and already, yeah, and are. it's building and it's building, and the anger is building. And if you try to pick somebody up in that on that strip like you it's not an option Aaron as someone who lives there yes it is like absolutely enraging also there the last time I drove home from here um you know I have to go through the hornet's nest yeah and then you go up 8th avenue and now people are just kind of like yeah I'm fucking walking yeah and it's your green light I'm gonna walk right through this yeah, I'm gonna what are you going to do? What are you going to do, murder me? And it's like, actually, I might. I might. If you don't fucking pick up your feet, I will fucking murder you. Funny you should I'll say that. I'll murder you in the middle of the street, in the middle of the fucking day. What a Do you see? Do you see, though? So you understand this anger. So, cut to Friday night, busy as hell. I don't know yeah. what happens, why they decide to do construction in the city, so I'm already losing my mind. I get sure. up there. I pick up young James. He says to me, because he knows my anger, as soon as he gets in the car, you want, you me, want to me to drive? Uh, no, because there's cars behind me. I'm trying to get a light. Yeah. Well, the light turns green, and there they are. Sure enough, eight people wandering, looking around, to, and that was the straw that broke me. What you just yep. explained was the straw that broke me. And I <laughs> started screaming at my voice in the car and I lay on the horn and I'm like get out of the way go and I'm just I'm yelling and I'm, I'm not exaggerating I'm hitting the horn so hard and Jim is like you're insane pull over you're insane I said I just looked at her she, she screamed like that and I just looked at her and said I'm driving you're insane so we stopped at a red light. I get out of the car. He has to get on the other side. And then I sit down and I just start laughing uncontrollably. And it's one of those laughs where it could be a cry. It could be a scream. Mm-hmm. It's all of the emotions you've ever had in your life. It's in your soul sound. leaving your body. It is. And you can actually see it. It's like in the movie Ghost, those things. Yeah. The Death Eaters. Last, so here's the thing. So I will probably murder somebody with my car today. Don't say it because uh, it's too real. It is. Well, yes, because it's it's really Lucy Lawless out in New York City. It I'm really sorry. is. Last night, um, we're tr- eating, quote unquote, trying to. <laughs> allegedly. Allegedly <laughs> eating. And then there's this gang of uh, three-wheeled vehicles that go through the city. But now they're all lit up as if it's, some, as if it's like Starlight Fiesta. Express or something. Yes. And they circle around, and just when you think like you're done, then you can continue your conversation. There's like a second group that comes through. Now I'm watching it because I'm on the corner of 50th and 52nd or 50. I don't know where the fuck I was. I was in Midtown, <laughs> eating outside, and I'm just watching them. I'm like, ten bucks, they all blow the light, and they do. Not only do they, they're rounding the corner, and so they're like almost hitting people. And uh, there's traffic coming now. 
but they are violating all traffic laws. And they're donuts. They're doing donuts in the street. And you're like, where is the authority at there all in this none. fucking city? And it feels like it's not. I mean, everybody's like, it's the 70s. And I'm like, no, it's actually beyond Thunderdome. This is terrible. And like, if I jumped the turnstile, more than likely, I know that I'll probably snag my pants and I'll flip over <laughs> and I'll break my face and ruin both all of like my fucking teeth and have a scab. But I see more like one someone opened up the door and let like a family of eight through. I'm like, this is not. I felt like Kathy Bates at, in Misery. Yeah, that's not the cockage. Like I went like I was like, that's not how this works. Like why am I spending so much money? If we're all just you know tripping the system here. Yes, and it's turning me into. Well, we've already established I'm George Costanza. We're living in a society, but it's 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 pushing us. It's pushing new buttons that that are going to make people pop. And I just wonder when. Now I know that I've watched too many cartoons in my life. Where my first thought is, if I were the mayor of New York, I'd be like, "We're going to put tax in the street. We're going to put nails, and it'll pop these guys' tires, <laughs> and then we'll drop an Acme Anvil on them." There's there's no regulation. I mean, it's it's not like it's like three people. There's about fifty bikes doing this. How can they all counter the that? Because I thought that for once, for a second, it was okay. So we, what's I don't going remember, on? I don't ever remember breaking the law being okay, especially when it's constant. No, and, I meant okay being it was under control. Okay, mm. not it was like let's give you a well. What's a making green light. it? It was it was sort of fine during the pandemic because no one was on the street except for them. But now it's different because yeah. so their mentality is like the street's empty, but actually the street is fucking crowded. Yeah. So you're about to fucking nail somebody. You know what it is? It's the equivalent of the guys on the train who do the showtime. Right. And flip around poles and almost kick you in the face. Mm-hmm. But All right, how you can sustain that natural level of anger in the, the muscles of your body. Mm-hmm. Because whenever we go on vacation, it takes my jewels a good solid day to let the rage drip out of him. Yeah. And I physically see it leave his body. Yeah. He, he retains more than he thinks. He's like a little tiny, mm-hmm. cute little sponge, you know? And so you're taking in all that rage and you think you're more chill than you are, but I've seen the pace that you walk in and he has burned through the crotches of more jeans than I can count because he's, tell me about it. He has acid balls, right? Goes right through. I can't tell you how much it hurts the cheeks. So yeah, Uh, but you have to, in order to survive in the city, you have to have a base level of pure anger walking out the door and you are in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. So here's my questions for you. How, what are your relaxation techniques to try to let that go? He's literally mm-hmm. rubbing the back of his neck right now because we're talking about this. It's the monkey pox. What do you use to calm yourself down, A? And B, when you go on vacation, do you feel the difference in your body when you let yourself vacate and when you come back to the city? Would you allow me to explain myself? Please do. I know it's a it's a multi-part question, <laughs> objection, I compound. I think I have all the answers. So I do have a meditation app, which I uh, listen to on, um, on the train, especially if I'm going to my gym, because it's a longer commute for me to go to my gym. Um, so I do that. Okay. Um, I do that a couple times. Um, the sound machine definitely helps at night. 
uh, I have to trick my brain because if I do, if I start out with negative thinking of like, that person almost killed me. I can't believe this person's urinating here. Oh, maybe I'll just fucking choke myself right here. Like things like that. I yeah. can easily, because my brain, all of our brains default to the negative first. So you have to see, I, I try to see the positive because I'm also trying to bring better things into my life. Oh my God. We were talking about cults in the last episode and I forgot because I was wrapped up in the something else we were talking about, um, <laughs> the law of attraction and the secret and all that stuff, which is another cult. Um, mm-hmm. And last part is, uh, yes, any like when I've gone to Fire Island, the first time we went to Fire Island last summer, which we hadn't been in a long time, I there was a point where <coughs> I'm, I'm very anxious and I'm very tense, and I also have a horrible social anxiety um, and small level of depression. So... <laughs> Anything else and I'm mild sure herpes and uh, a horrible <laughs> case of body dysmorphia that I've had since I was about twelve years old and a really bad canker sore, <laughs> right? And an open sore, but we're not going to talk about. <laughs> um, and so there was a point in Fire Island where it dropped, like my shoulders dropped, and there was like this. I didn't have to do anything, yeah. and I realized that there wasn't. No one was going to hit me with their bike. No one was going to hit me with a the car. There was no noise. It was just the ocean. And I was like. Oh, is this how it feels? Did you cry for a million days? Like, I think that release, I would either cry or puke. Uh, I didn't cry. I I got a little choked up because I was like, I have not. I have been so tense. Yeah. Because the job is pretty intense. But then, you know, the pandemic and... uh, the, the everything Just that's the around city, the city, yeah, yeah. every like the your natural level of tension. Well, it's also kind of watching like your friend, aka the city, uh, go through a really rough time. Like this is like you're just watching this, like, and you're you, trying to get her to rehab and yeah, she won't go. Yeah, you you just, there's nothing you you're you can say you know best wishes and yeah. thoughts and prayers, but it's literally just not getting any better. It's the city just not is getting... Amy Winehouse. It's like she was your best yeah. friend. You want it to be better, but you're really just like, I want to be anywhere but here right now. Yeah. 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 Anyway. Wow. I, I when you just said that. like the... That's what I like about Christ. <laughs> That's You know what, you guys? This is just what I love about Christ. <laughs> it reminds me of like, when, you, when we're talking about that emotional release, I don't know if I've ever told you about my friend... I can't say his name, but anyway. Rhymes he with. Rhymes with. Unky Rooster. Yes. So uh, let's just say my friend, he and I grew up with crippling OCD. Light, fluffy, right? Yes, sure. But his thing was that, like, every, everybody has a thing when you have OCD. It's like, for me, it was hand washing or, you know, something that you could do to make you feel like you're in control of your surroundings. But his thing was that he would go up into his mother's bathroom, which had a three-mirror vanity. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Like, where you can yeah. pull the two sides in, so it's like... You can check your bald spot. Exactly. So you kind of get this... This triple look at yourself. Yeah. And he said that as a kid, he would go in there and he would pull the two sides in and then you see like a reflection of a reflection of a reflection. Yeah. And he felt like it was looking into infinity and he would just start the morning off by screaming into the death spiral that was his multiple faces. <laughs> and, and, he goes, and the weirdest part was he goes, and my mother would never come up and check on me. Like her child is screaming, screaming bloody murder. <laughs> Somewhere in the house. And I just know his mother and she was probably like, oh, he's screaming into the mirrors again. <laughs> <laughs> How 
how and that's how this feels. How come you never rescued me? I just figured. You I were just right. knew you were screaming in my mirrors. Yeah. That's all. I like, knew it you was were so fine. Like average par for the course. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's what the city feels like, screaming into the mirrors. I think it's time to say, <laughs> to welcome to Dear Pod, the comedy advice podcast. I'm your host, Macho Man Randy Savage. And I'm Mel C. And we're coming to you from the Maha Bar in the beautiful Pineapple Ranch. Can I hear it? Hello. I must be going. I cannot say I came to say I must be going. I'm glad I came, but just the same, I must be going. La la. La la indeed. Uh, makes you wanna la la. Do you remember and, that song? Oh. Ashley Simpson. I don't even know what the fuck that means. Or it was pre nose job Ashley yeah. Simpson. You makes know. Makes me wanna la la. Who doesn't is... wanna la la? You know what makes me wanna la la? That this week, like all weeks, we're bringing you the advice articles of Ann Landers and Dear Abby. We're putting them behind a microphone and making them la la, and then we're bringing <laughs> them to the top ten, and then we're forgetting about them entirely. We're reading their articles. Damn it! That's what we do. This week and all weeks. So follow us on your social medias at Dear Official on your Insta, your Twitter, your face. We have an email where you can email us, dearpodofficial at gmail.com. Send us an advice question and we'll answer it right here on the air every week. We have a website, dearpodofficial.com, the YouTube page, dearpodofficial. Shocker, I know. But finally, and most importantly, the Patreon page, patreon.com slash dearpodofficial. Where for a mere three or five dollars a month, you can become a subscriber, get extra special tidbits in your inbox every week, and you can take three mirrors and scream into infinity and just lean in <laughs> to the eventual death of us all. So there you have it. All the business, the business of the business is out of the way. Uh, I'm very excited for this week's theme, and you know what? So is Moth. Good. Because we're going to call her later about this. Get ready. There's a moth report coming in your future this week because this week's theme is cake. And I'm not talking about the band cake. Or the TV show. Is that cake? Oh, my God. I I don't know if I can talk about how much I hated the host of that show and not have it be cut out, but I hated the host of that show. You're too old. If you are over the age of 10, your name shouldn't be Mikey. You're Michael Tell Mikey or that. you're Mike. Okay. Mikey does not like it. I did not like you, Mikey. I don't, I mean, there are certain names that I just don't want to why to for men. I don't, in most names. Well, my brother, Buddy, his that's his name, Buddy. You never that's call different. him. That's different. What's his real proper full name? Is Bernard. That Bernard. Mm-hmm. I have never known that Buddy is the nickname for Bernard. And that's my dad's name, too. I would think it would be Bernie. Was your father a Buddy or a Bernie? Buddy. But, well, my dad was both Bud and Buddy. Bud and Burn. It's the same thing with my father's name is John, his nickname is Jack. And I'm like, both of them are one syllable. Why did we right. let that happen? Yeah, my uncle's name is John, and they call him Jack. Yeah. Or, or Jocko. In my family, my, oh, God, that yeah. is... <laughs> That's a that's a pedophile's nickname right there if I've ever oh heard one. God. Or they call in my father's family they call him Johnny, which oh. is such a hooligan. Like to add a Y to the end of any name makes you instantly a a bouncer at a bar in Boston. Well, Johnny, Tommy, Danny? Timmy. What about Danny? Danny, same hooligan. But I don't I Dan. don't I don't find Danny the same offensive thing as like a Tommy. Oh, I do. Or like a Nikki. Danny. Nikki. Hey, Nikki. 
name's Nick. Why is your nickname longer than you? I don't know. I don't know. Mm. I'm just jealous because I don't have a name that lends itself to Nick. I am not a nicknamed person. Erin. Okay. Erin. Well, how could you even shorten that? Well, I know a girl who did, and she named her. She named herself Rin. And then she officially changed her name to Rin. 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 One syllable. Rin. Yeah. Tin, tin. After yep. the dog. Absolutely. Wow. But you know it's like R-H-Y-N. Something. Like, well, then why even bother? <laughs> Did you see the meme that I posted that said, leaves Jim, Ashley, A-S-H-L-E-Y, says, finally, and it's spelled finally, and then A-S-H-L-E-I-G-H says finally, but it's spelled F I N. E I G H. It's so it's just funny. Anyway, that's more of a visual joke that you have to see. Yes, thank you. Uh cake. Let's talk about cake. Okay. Deep dive on cake. Do you, do you want me just to read my article? Well, or? I do, but I do. Have we ever talked about cake farts on this podcast? Are you talking about the the cartoon of cake farts? No, there is. For some reason, yes, somebody sent it to me, the girl who farts on the Enemans cake. Yes. And it's a coconut cake, and I know exactly what the cake is, but I watch it, and then I crave that cake. And if that isn't the most warped... That is really fucked up. I know. That you're seeing a woman fart on a cake, and my first thought is, that is a delicious cake. <laughs> you're ruining it! That's like watching like a, a dateline, and like, oh, she was murdered in this kitchen. Oh, that's an awesome kitchen. I know! <laughs> Stainless oh steel appliances. Oh that's three bedrooms. Yes. So is, is it available? <laughs> I mean, are they disclosing that it's? I mean, she's dead. I'll live in there I mean, with the blood stains. I mean, it's just a little bit of pain. It worked for the staircase. They left soda. that like an open crime scene, and they all lived in that house for like two months while there's just still blood on the stairs. So why not? Oh my god. Let's let's read about cake. Let's okay. read. Let's talk. Let's okay. let's deep dive on cake. cake There's a lot of like, articles. Yeah, surprisingly. I know. I, when I you told suggested you. It, I was like, okay, this bitch is going this crazy. This won't last. All right. This is from the Gazette. CDR Rapids, Iowa, March 16th, 1985. Dear Abby, I am engaged to be married in November, and so far everything is going as planned, except for one thing. My fiancé insists that when we feed each other the first two pieces of wedding cake, we're supposed to grind it into each other's faces. We've seen this done at other weddings, and I think it's stupid and disgusting. Furthermore, I don't relish the idea of getting cake in my hair and ruining my makeup. I want to look my very best on my wedding day. My fiancé wants to go along with this tradition. In fact, he's adamant. Am I wrong, or is he being inconsiderate and immature? By the way, he's 26 and I'm 24. Oh! November Bride. I'm more grossed out by a 20-something-year-old couple. Yeah. Yeah. Dear Bride, you're not wrong, and if your fiancé is adamant, knowing how you feel about it, perhaps you'd better take a second look at him. Marriage to such a man would be no piece of cake. Oh, she good. Oh, I see what you did there. (laughs) How did this start? So there was a tradition... And I for, and I it, it was like too long of an article where I'm like I've already dozed off three times. <laughs> Just give me the bullet points. It's, it's basically to show um, uh, the abusive relationship that's coming. No, it's supposed to show the hierarchy of the relationship and how you're always subservient to the man. Excuse me, this actually yes. has like historical. Right. So significance? as you so as you cut the cake, the female is cutting it and the man is guiding her arm down shut your whore mouth and then she serves him the cake 
And then he shoves it in her face. And then she serves him the cake, or and then he does it. And then she she like cuts a piece and gives it to him. And then she takes a piece and feeds it to him to you know to say you, I am owned by right, you. Right. Yes. And then he and then she shoves it in his in his mouth, but not like not as violent as we've seen on these ridiculous videos. And yeah, then, where it's like a Three Stooges episode. Right. And then she cleans him off. And then he comes in and shoves it in her face. And then I think he then feeds her like a normal person. Okay. To also show like we've gone back to like um, the hierarchy. Like, okay, this is. I, the man, am feeding you. I'm in charge of feeding. Don't forget who I am. And so that was like the high and low of that. What a horrifying, weird ass tradition that nobody questions. And then everyone, and then it snowballed into like, I'm going to ruin your makeup. I'm going to ruin your dress. I'm going to shove this in your face. Mm -hmm. So you've just spent 80 grand on this hideous dress, and this asshole is going to shove cake. Also, you've spent... So how much money you spent on the dress, your makeup, the jewelry that you're wearing, and your hair? And now some asshole, because he saw America's homiest? Homiest videos. Uh, videos. (laughs) America's homo videos. So now, because of that stupid shit show... Everyone is shoving a piece of cake. And it's not like, it's also like she does it, apparently like the tradition isn't like a full, it's not like a fucking Smothers Brothers. It's like, <laughs> you know, you're just shoving it into his mouth. Like, oh, a little cake here. This is like fucking pie in the face. That's what I'm saying. It's yeah. the Three Stooges. Yeah, it's like no. banana cream pie. That's just dumb. I don't understand I don't get it. it. What Did you actually even feed each other at your wedding? Did you do that process? We had a, a donut cake, so we just... Split a donut. We had but we three just... cakes. I don't. We may have cut it, but I don't think we. I don't even think we did actually. God, I it's love a, cake. Also, because it's such a stupid tradition. It's like fucking cut the cake. I don't need to cut the cake. I'm not a fucking baker, and I don't cut cake. I cut the cheese. Right. I'm doing it right now. I'm doing. I'm cutting it right now, and and then I shove it in Jim's face. Yeah, I mean, I don't. It's also weird. I find that weird. I just. I don't, I don't like feeding somebody. I don't like somebody feeding me. Yeah. It's almost like a sign of things to come when you're in the old age home. Mm-hmm. I, I don't. We didn't do that. We did the donut thing where we both bit into a donut while somebody took a picture, yeah. and that was only because somebody told us we had to do it. <laughs> and and frankly, on your wedding day, you make other people happy. Right. That's the whole point of it. I don't understand. The, the shoving and when that started, I'm going to roughly say the 80s. I feel like that's yeah. when camcorders first came out and wacky moments. Yeah, isn't this fun? No, it's not fun. I would murder. I would murder my jewels right there. And then we could actually just go right to the divorce and annulment. Mm-hmm. After, do you know how much work goes into makeup as a female? I can only imagine. Unless you're doing some backwoods, weird-ass themed wedding where you're... You I know, would like it if a lot of things would just fall by the way. One, big weddings. B, cake in the face, choreographed anything. Oh, my God. And uh, gender reveals. Spontaneous dances like at the wedding where it's like, hold on. are we? Can we just have like a get-together and there isn't- It's not like enough. Some... It's not enough. Why does it have to be- Everything is a Cirque du Soleil show. Yeah. Like we have gone so far from the- it's because everybody tries to one up each other. I blame social media. Give me three mirrors to scream into the void. I'm gonna walk in with my bride. I'm gonna do three flips, and I'm gonna try to knock knock her teeth out. And well, uh, mind you, James and I did do a choreographed dance to the Family Guy Las Vegas theme song. Different. Don't judge. 
that's different. That's fun. That's very entertaining, and everybody enjoyed it. And we. But got I mean, when people are like, hollers. "Oh yeah," so we practice this thing, and now we're doing like Beyonce's Homecoming. You, you, you know what I mean? Like when you're like, wait a minute, this is way too serious. What's the dance mobs? What was the what's the name of them? Flash mobs. Yeah. Yeah. Remember when flash mobs were like all the rage? Yes, I do. Pre-pandemic. And I remember seeing people's videos of it, and you're like, oh. It's a nightmare. And that's how some people ask somebody to marry them. Mm-hmm. Just saying. Shove a banana cream pie in my face, but you show up with a flash mob, and we're going to have words. We'll have words at that fucking cake in my face. Read an Speaking article. of words, very similar situation over here at the Rapid City Journal, Rapid City, South Dakota, December 9th, 1979. Where is it? Oh, Rapid City. Rapid City, South Dakota. I think I've been there. I didn't think anything in South Dakota was rapid, but right. who knows? You're I haven't right. been there yet. No judgment. Right. No, no judgment. Cake in face, hurt. I... There you go. Get ready. Broken nose. Dear Ann Landers, two weeks ago, our children surprised us with a party to celebrate our 40th wedding anniversary. They went to a great deal of trouble and expense to make this a gala affair. It was truly delightful. I was truly delighted. We didn't have much of a wedding 40 years ago, so this was a real thrill. When the magnificent wedding cake was wheeled out, I was as excited as a new bride. Everyone began to sing happy anniversary to you. I cut the first piece of cake true to tradition and fed it to my husband. Then I cut a piece of cake for him to feed to me. Just as I was about to open my mouth, he shoved the cake right in my face. I know he did it as a joke, but I was so hurt I had trouble fighting back the tears. A waiter rushed up with a damp napkin and helped me wipe the frosting off my face. The guests must have been embarrassed to death, but no one said a word. Since that night, I can't stand the sight of him. I believe that gesture was his way of showing everyone exactly what he thought of me. Please comment. Signed, it happened in Boston. Hey, mother... Dear Boston, your husband's crude behavior is indefensible, but often people who suddenly find themselves sent to stage become embarrassed and do and say foolish things. Discuss this frankly with your husband. Let him know how deeply hurt you were. You might discover that he, too, has been suffering from guilt. Hey! At a 40-year wedding anniversary... Cake and face. No. I thought it meant she actually got physically hurt by it. Like I did too. Because, you know, I have a very sensitive nose. And if you shove something in my face, that's that shock. You ever get hit in the nose so yeah. hard that you, like, see stars? Yes. It's that, like, Ugh! Well, it's, it's like any time someone violates like that. It's like one thing if you bump into it, but when, it, like, something hits your face, you're like, what the fuck? Now it's personal. Yeah. It's the same thing with when you actually get butt hurt. Not meaning emotionally, like when you fall on your ass so yeah. hard that the air goes out of your body. Yeah. You're like, <gasps> yeah. And I can say blessedly, I don't think that I've had the wind knocked out of me since I was a kid. Mm-hmm. That was always an issue when you were a kid. I mean, that is intense. If you got the wind knocked out of you as an adult, I think I'd, I think I, my soul would be knocked out. Of me. I think <laughs> I, would I would be, be knocked like, out. I would think I'd be dead. I would be in an ambulance. Like, yeah, I would just die. Yeah. The wind gets knocked out of you over it's the gone. age of twenty. It's gone. Yeah. It doesn't come the, back. The, yeah, the wind is gone, and it took everything with it. Yes, yes. Paint with the colors of it because mm-hmm. it is gone. Yeah, this wind, <laughs> yeah, this is, wind gone. is gone. This body. Give me no. an article, will you? This is from the Newsday. Oh, from Newsday, mm. New York, New York. 
December 22nd, 1981. Dear Abby, I recently ordered a birthday cake from a high-class, well-known bakery. It is famous for its beautifully decorated cakes. When I went to pick up my cake, it was setting on the display counter, uncovered, no cellophane, tissue, or anything at all to protect it from the possibility of contamination. Ew! The bakery was crowded, and people were leaning over the cake as they were being waited on. One child, about eye level with my cake, had a a bad cough, and (gasps) she was coughing and blowing her nose six inches from the icing on my cake. Oh my God, Patty, this is your nightmare art. Abby, I am not a fanatic about germs, but I do think that it is very unsanitary practice. I immediately lost my appetite for that cake, and when it was served that evening, I couldn't even take one bite. If bakeries want to display their work, shouldn't they protect it? I haven't mentioned this to anyone else for fear of appearing foolish. Also, should I let the bakery know how I feel? Signed, Squeamish in Baltimore. Yelp it, yelp it. Did it exist back then? Dear, no. Dear Squeamish, you would be doing the bakery a favor by mentioning it to them. I agree. Bakery goods should be covered, and your complaint together with this item should cover it. That is disgusting. Disgusting. Absolutely not. No. And those things are expensive. I've always thought, because we did not do a cake for our wedding, but I really, I love cake. And I kind of, if I have one regret of our wedding, I have two regrets of our wedding. I kind of wish we did wedding cake. Mm-hmm. And we should not have hired that limo cake. driver. <laughs> that was a really angry limo driver. But that's a story for another episode. Sure. Um, I, uh, the expense of a wedding cake, if you are not handling that like your own child, go straight to hell like. Those things are pricey. Yeah. Well, I think it's because it's a wedding cake. That's why it's so expensive. Because if you put the word, what if you just said birthday? I want a three-tiered birthday cake. I just want a three-tiered sympathy cake. They're like, oh, I'm so sad. Yeah, then they could cut money off of it. Right. I mean, it says like, sorry for your loss on the top of it, but that would be kind of funny at a wedding. Right. Because it's, you know, you are kind of losing. Why can't you say things at weddings that you would say at funerals? Yeah. Like I said, I want someone to take the the flowers off my casket and throw it back over their shoulder like it's a wedding and whoever catches it is next. Like, what what if you did say that to somebody at a funeral? Like, if you said things that were at weddings to people at funerals, like, you're next. I would. (laughs) I think that would be. Okay. um, Ladies and gentlemen, quiet down. Before the priest starts. Um. Aaron has requested that this bouquet on top of the coffin uh, be thrown into the audience. So I'm just going to turn my back. So all the single and ladies every, come everyone, up. Everyone's like, what? 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 But then they still try to fight each other for yeah. it because like, that I got it. Like, I got it. I'm next. I'm next. Oh, my God. I'm next. Oh, my God. Oh my God I'm next. Oh, and comedy is born. It really is. Uh, you know, all this talk of this reminds me, me and my Jules play a real fun game, and I've played this with my family, too. It's called, you're going to the chair tomorrow, what's your final meal? Mm-hmm. And it always starts out, and I highly recommend all twos and fives of our listeners play this game with friends, because it starts out very benign, and then it becomes this exercise in, in like reliving the best meals you've ever had. Mm-hmm. Because at first, it's like, okay, you're going to the chair tomorrow. What is your final meal? And you can be specific as you want, and it can be from specific restaurants, even things that have closed. This is a time travel meal. It's your final meal. Where are you eating? And you go appetizer, entree, dessert, and cocktails oh. as you go. Ooh. Like, I already know where my 
but but whenever I think about it, speaking of cake, bringing it back to our theme, my final meal before I go to the chair, which yeah. if I keep driving the way that I do, yeah. could be next week. Yeah, <clears throat> um, is the coconut cake from Gramercy Tavern in New York City. It is the best thing I have ever put in my mouth, and oh. I have dated and a model. And I have dated a model. <laughs> and the, let me tell you what, coconut cake. Go treat yourself. Treat yourself. Go to Gramercy Tavern if you're in New York City. Get the coconut cake. It's gluten free. I don't know how they mm. get the flavor out of this thing that they do. And it's a little small, tiny, like individual cake. Of course, Jules makes me share it with them whenever I get them, and I'm like, "Get your own coconut cake." I never get so like, ah, my sharp elbows go out, and I'm like, ah. I'm suddenly like block and tackle for the Patriots. You're the dinosaur in uh, Jurassic Park in the, in the van. <laughs> yeah, I'm the Newman dinosaur. <laughs> it is so good. And that is my going to the chair final thing that I will eat. Wow. What Now, if you can think about this, your final meal. I think I'd start out with baked clams. From anywhere specific or just in general? I think just in general. I haven't really had a bad baked clam. Oh, good for you. What's um, her name? <laughs> Deborah. <laughs> Suzanne. What's your drink? What are you starting with? You're having probably a, a cosmopolitan, a citron cosmopolitan. Wow, from anywhere specific. I love I love playing this game so much. Yes, it is from it is either from the bartender at Lily's who made it for us ten years ago, because those were the best, or the bartender at uh the Italian restaurant on 48th Street, which I can't for the life of me think of it right now. My happy hour, so if we're going appetizer here, I don't know what my appetizer would be, so I need to get back to you on that. But uh, my beverage Can is I a Google perfect it? Kettle One Martini from there's there's a bar in the Time Warner building. I can't even tell you what it is. Best Martini. What is it? What's, what's the bar? Yeah. It's like a, you don't some know. celebrity chef's thing. But it's in the Time Warner building. I'll know it if I see it. But uh-huh. they have this martini that's like picture perfect martini, icy. La Masseria, icy. everybody. La Masseria. La Masseria. Right. That's for your Cosmo. Yes, correct. Okay, good. All right. Entree. I don't know. Yeah, it's tricky. It is. It's like, what's one of the best things you've ever eaten? And you can pick and choose. So. When I play this game with Moth, she literally had like answers in the coffer, just shooting right out of her face. I really don't know. Yeah, just think about it for me. I know what all like. I know what all my drinks are. Yeah, I'm not. I mean, I'm also not like a, the biggest foodie. Samesies, but you have emotional connections to things. Like I was gonna put chicken salad down there, but I, I've I've since like, I don't know. I've changed it a whole bunch of times. I've played this game a handful. Oh, I know what mine is. It's the lobster roll. At Susquehanna Harbor, mm-hmm. in it's some sort of place in in Cape Cod, lobster roll, fries, and coleslaw, and mm. it is the best. Oh God, I'm thinking about it right now. Oh God, that's lovely. And like a perfect glass of Chardonnay to go with that. I don't know. Like I don't know. Like my last meal, would I want to do like the best pizza that I have? Do I want to do like penne because I would never eat pasta. In my right mind, 
in, in life. In so a, you want to have the thing that you mid-40s. couldn't have in what he could not eat in life. He did yeah. on the way to death. Yeah, so much to the masticholi with a meatball. What the fuck is that? Master like penne. Never heard masticholi before in master my life. Masticholi. You masticholi. You brought a choli. <laughs> you better master her. You better. Was that? Did you just do another article? I did. So I have the final yeah. article. All right, this so everybody think on what your final meal will be and hit us up, dear part official, on your Instagram. Give us some some thoughts on what your final. Uh, you're going to the chair tomorrow. What are you eating? But this last one comes from the Manitowoc Herald Times in Manitowoc, Manitowoc, Wisconsin. Every time, every time. Manitowoc. See, you're good with the Wisconsin names. I'm good with the New Hampshire names, and we come together. It's the Dassies. Exactly, the Brandon Dassies of the world. I yeah, guess I killed her. I don't know. I well, don't did know. you turkey? I don't know. I don't know. I guess I could have. You want me to? You want me to kill her? No, I want you no, to say just... that you did. <laughs> Tell him you didn't. I guess I, I didn't. didn't. But did you? I don't uh, remember. Maybe. I think I did. June 1st, 1961. <laughs> Cake-eating cat doesn't think of right or wrong. <laughs> Dear Ann Landers, my mother was having company for dinner, and she baked a beautiful angel food cake and put it on the kitchen table to cool. When nobody was looking, our cat Bessie jumped up on the table, and she ate a good-sized hunk out of the cake before anyone could stop her. My mother got very mad when she caught Bessie at it and hit her with a dish towel. Pause. Uh-huh. It's re- rebooting. I tried to protect my little pet and caught a few lashes myself. I tried to explain that it wasn't Bessie's fault and that Mom should not have left the cake where she could get at it. Mom says Bessie knew perfectly well that she was doing something wrong. Please, Miss Landers, tell me if Bessie really knew what she was doing. Signed, Bessie's friend. Bessie's friend. And keep in mind, everybody, Bessie's this is a cat, a cat. Who ate an angel food cake, which is an acquired taste. It is, but she does have nine lives. It's true. Well, she spent about five of them on this cake. It could have been devil's food. Mm. See what I did? I see what you did there. You're welcome. Dear friend, when a cat sees a cake, he doesn't think of right or wrong. He thinks only of cake. Your mother should not have put the cake where Bessie could get at it. Next time, suggest she put it on top of the refrigerator. Ian. As if the cat can't get to the top of the refrigerator. Because cats have never been known to jump in weird high places. If America's Funniest Home Videos has taught us anything, is that a cat could jump into you from two towns away. Yeah, it just did. It's up. There it is. And it's very scratchy. I really like that they're blaming it. Like, I I like that she actually gave her, like, legitimate, like, here's how you deal with a cake-eating cat. I like the fact that someone wrote a stranger about the advice of the cat. That's right. You could cry shenanigans on this. But... What would you do if you saw a cat eating an angel food cake? Like I'd the visual take a picture is, of it. yes. And back then, it would have to be like a flash pot photo. Yeah. So that's like, commitment. Oh, damn it! It didn't come out. <laughs> Somebody get me another bulb, <laughs> and some of that. What is that? Like whatever they put in muskets to make it light up. Sulfur. Sulfur. There we go. Is that what it is? I don't know. I don't know. Either. You know, we could not have an episode about cake without calling the cake aficionado my mother. And now it's time for the mom report. It's time to call me 
and see what the weather is like where I'm standing. Patty, make the dee 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 noise. Go for it. Do it. We have to call the ultimate cake gal, cake man herself, cake woman, and get her thoughts on cake. She's, you know what? She could go on and on. The best part. Hello. Oh, oh, oh. Hello. Hello. How are you? <laughs> Do you believe in high <laughs> Hello? Your phone did the thing where it gave you the crazy crazy robot voice again. You just did the share I don't know what makes that happen. Is it my phone? It's gotta be. I don't know, but I'm sorry. Oh my God, it happens all the time. I don't know what's wrong with it. You're just trying to be an aging pop star like the rest of us. It's digitized singing is what it is. Well, now, uh-huh. that we're, now that we're past the awkward point, I'm very excited to tell you what this week's topic is because I think you'll have a lot of thoughts on it. Okay, do tell. Patty, tell her. The topic <laughs> is cake. Did you, did you just have a stroke? Me? No, her. <laughs> because it got silent. The topic is cake. Cake? Yeah. Oh, good heavens. It's your oh, favorite. Yes. That's like my favorite. As a matter of fact, I just had some. What kind? Uh, I had chocolate cake with white frosting, white homemade buttercream frosting, uh, which is the only kind I like. And uh, yes, I I am a cake aficionado. Why did you Why did you make a cake just for the, sh- the shiggles of it all? Yeah, because it was cold up there in New Hampshire because it snows in the Freezing. summer now. So- I've been baking. Now I'm I'm making a. Spaghetti sauce with meatballs. It's freezing up here. It's like so the healthy. middle of winter. I know. Well, the favorite place of our family to get a cake is Lindell's. Yes. I love bakery birthday cake if it's done right. Uh, and uh, they're the best. So uh, otherwise, I'll make it myself. We get a homemade cake, which is probably better than that. And uh, I was I was the one in charge in the office, you know. Of all the cakes, when somebody was leaving, it was up to me to pick out the cake and go get it. And uh, they defer <laughs> to your wisdom. Yeah, well, because I I have good taste in cakes, <laughs> and that's when you ripped the red phone out of the wall because you ran to go get cake. Yes, well, that I had to. It was one day I had we had to go through a uh, revolving door, you know, and uh, because. It, what we were working on it you know it was just very in, uh, involved and so it had it was kind of a locking door and uh, and I was carrying a sheet cake through a revolving door and, oh and somehow some kind of a, a thing a sensor picked up that I was carrying something the door locked on me and I got locked in the revolving door and it was a huge sheet cake and then all of a sudden the door started running backwards and it folded the sheet cake Right in half, oh, like a book. Oh I was horrified. <laughs> it was a huge cake, and I had to I had to run and put the two sides back together again, <laughs> and and do my magic with the frosting and the knife. Oh my God, it was crazy. It was actually quite funny. If the security people, which they usually do, watch on film, uh, <laughs> they probably oh had a good laugh over this one. But uh, it was I couldn't I couldn't believe that was happening right in front of me. It just folded right in half. <laughs> I've never heard that before. <laughs> oh no! Oh my God! It was hilarious. How did it end uh, up? 
Yeah, how did it, like, what did it look like? I went into the break room, and I took the cake out of the uh, bent box, and it was in two pieces now. And so I just very carefully tried to push them back together and refrost. It looked like it had an earthquake, but uh, (laughs) uh, (laughs) it had had a big crack down the middle, and I had all I could do to try to camouflage it. But uh, uh, I... It was a good story, actually, that people appreciated the story more than the cake. So uh, I had to explain why this cake was in two pieces. But we love uh, we love the story. Well, I'm not touching it. No, nope, not at all, because half of it's been on the floor. <laughs> then she's like, ah, I ordered a cake, and I said, can you do a spring vista? And they gave us Fallujah. So everybody yes, enjoy did. war-torn and Ukraine. That, and then there was one other time I had brought the cake in in whole pieces. It was a big sheet cake. I left it in the break room, ran out to get some paper plates. When I came back, somebody had cut a big corner off the cake. <gasps> to this day, we don't know who it was. Somebody <laughs> walked by, just took a big slice of it. We couldn't believe it. Well, call Scotland Yard because, you know. I, oh, I will. Your place had tight security, too, because that was the government. (laughs) Somebody is on video somewhere. I know. Somebody has this. Oh, my God. And somebody was sitting in their office snickering while we were trying to figure out who it was. Who ate this Mm. cake? But but cake, I mean, do you eat cake? I know you're very, very careful about what you eat, as I am not. Um, (laughs) I I love a good cake. I will say this. That is kind of my weakness when it comes to desserts. And... The family would always go to this one bakery, and, and every Christmas she gets a cake that's that says, you know, Merry, I call it the Happy Birthday Jesus cake, because it's a, like a weird thing to have on a buffet at Christmas. You know, like Christmas desserts <laughs> are usually like pies, maybe you have a Yule log, and every year without fail she gets a Christmas cake. And Yes, it's very good, very you know, delicious. It's very delicious, but it looks like a happy birthday Jesus cake. Well, sure. one year she, she was like, that's it. I'm going to get something different. And this place said, well, you, we can do the regular cake that says Merry Christmas on it, or we can give you a winter Vista. And she was like, I'll take the Vista. A so Vista, I know. Was she it wanted ever? a Vista, and was it ever a Vista? I swear to God we got punked by this company because Vista. they wanted, they gave her a skating a rink. An ice skating rink, skating that, rink. Yep. And a brook. <laughs> and a brook that led down to the lake. It's too much for me it. to go and find right now, but I will send it to you. I open up the box and I was like, excuse me? <laughs> it was a very precisely phallic looking winter vista. I was blown away. And it was literally the funniest thing I've ever seen. And I thought, how did they not notice this? Was it like Aaron, the Central Park Rambles in the 80s? What'd you say? Was it the, the Central Park Rambles in the 80s? Yes, exactly. It was like, oh, what are those <laughs> are, men doing those over there? Guys, is that a guy and a girl <laughs> kissing on that brick? That, oh. Are they playing leapfrog? Why are they wearing leather? Aren't there girls on your bowl? <laughs> I need to find the picture and send it to you. But His the thing tongue was, is stuck on that flagpole. She did not see it until I came home and I opened up the box and I was like, what did you What do? is this? What I, I can't of... believe that they let it go without thinking that to themselves. You should put a picture of that on. Which is, onto one of I your... will 100%, we're going to put this one of your picture. web things. We're going to put yeah. it on our web thing. <laughs> our web thing is getting a ding-a-ling. Oh, we called know. it Lake Schwarzstucker. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes, that Erin gave it the name. 
Everybody skates on Lake Schwanstucker at Christmas time. Everybody knows what we're talking about when we refer to that. It made so it fun it when we was, cut uh, it. It was like going to a brisk. Yeah, we cut the cake right yeah, at the she tip. took a picture before we cut it. <laughs> so needless it was to say, fun. it was a good yeah, Christmas. I, I could use a slice of that right now, come to think of it. That, that sounds good. good. Well, I'm going to release you then to go eat your Lake Schwanstucker. Oh, okay. We've She's given the people a hard release. It's a <laughs> extra cream, please. <laughs> yes. A scoop you of guys vanilla. Have a great, great afternoon. Try to keep warm. I'm, I'm sure it's warm where you are, but it's not where I am. Uh, have do. a great weekend. Great talking to you as always, Aaron. And you too, nice man. To talk to you too, Patty. You and well. Jim. Bye. He's oh, here. You are there. Yay. Okay. Have a great weekend, guys. Love you all. You too. Okay. Bye bye. Lake Schwanstucker, I will send you the picture. Please do. We brisked it. We, 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 you know, I don't know if you can circumcise a cake, but we tried that day. I think you can. Light circumcision. I was, th- I, somebody got invited to a brisk the other day and I was like, that is a rough thing to be party to. Like, and have a party. Yeah. Like, who was the first guy who was like, you know what? I think there's more underneath here, you guys. Just, you know what? <laughs> do I make you uncomfortable? It's just is it because I'm looking you in the eyes when I talk about this? Yeah. It all comes back to cock cake cake. This week's theme cock. is cake. That's right. What do you say? Should we get should we get a little Instagram mail going here? I would very much appreciate because that. Because my voice is dropping like yeah. like Brenda Vaccaro in her later years. Are you ready? Of course. Let's get deep. It's time, time for, for Instagram, Instagram mail. Instagram mail. I'm standing on the corner giving you all a performance. Cut the cake, skate on Lake Schwanstucker. Here we go. We work, have an Instagram work, mail. Work that cake. Every week we are answering one of your Instagram mail questions. Slide into our DMs at Dear Pot Official or email us dearpotofficial at gmail.com. Patty, hit us with the Instagram question. Dear Pod, my son told me that he lost his class ring, which we bought him, and it wasn't cheap. He later told me how he lost it. After much prodding, He was vandalizing another kid's house with shaving cream, eggs, and toilet paper. Now he wants us to get him a replacement. Or should I, or should I let that be the lesson of his tomfoolery? Sign, Egging in Elgin. Illinois? Dear Egan, shame on him for his bulky tactics, and shame on you for buying one of those ridiculous rings that are good for about one month and tossed into a drawer. They're tackier than a Kardashian at a church. Why make the same mistake twice? It's not like he won the Super Bowl or something. He graduated, and I, I, well, I assume he did anyway. So if he really wants it, he can buy his own damn ring and maybe just some common sense instead. Those rings are as useless as the Pope in a steam room. Let this both be a lesson to you and that little egg tosser. Nothing good, good comes from a Herf Jones class ring with initials on it that mimics vintage hubcap. All it shows the world is that you're the dumbass that felt for that last-minute nostalgia piece. Jesus, they should sell those things at a checkout at Target and everyone would have one. That's sad. Sad. I, I've never seen it. Do they still do class rings? Well, they must. I don't know. Well, I, we'll find out. Here's what Anne has to say. Dear Egg, to quote the Bible, America's favorite fictional knee slapper, whoever belittles his neighbor lacks sense. 
Your son, Vinny the Vandal, there was a damn fool for following the herd of hormone-driven, entitled, stanky teenagers and choosing to trash that house. Seriously, there's nothing worse than a teen boy. They should be using that shaving cream and toilet paper on themselves, to quote my friend who is currently parenting a 16-year-old boy. Damn, man! Wash your ass! Which brings me to my daily gripe. Modern parenting. In my day, if we got caught vandalizing a neighbor's house, our parents would make us apologize, clean it up, pay for damages, leave the town, join the army, serve for four to seven years, get an accounting degree, and only return home when we learned our lesson or we had a good pension, whichever came first. But parents these days let their kids get away with murder, literally. I won't use names here to keep this podcast politically even-keeled. I'll just say the boy's name rhymes with Bile Bittenhouse. Parents today are far more lenient on children, opting for a, Hey, I'm the cool mom. It's okay if you cook meth in the house as long as you turn it into a small business on Etsy approach to parenting. And I don't get it. Once I saw a child on a flight continually kicking the leg of the man in front of him. When the man asked the mother to tell the child to please stop, she said, no, I don't want to crush his spirit. I wanted to crush something else when I heard that. Ironically, they were also flying spirit. Everyone's spirits were already crushed. You shouldn't have to negotiate with a terrorist. And that's what children are. Small, loud terrorists who will push boundaries to see how much they can get away with. This is a very long-winded way of saying, no, don't buy him a new ring. Buy him a pair of handcuffs instead and tell him if he keeps this up, this is the only jewelry he will receive. Good luck, you son of a bitch. And happy parenting. Ian! Did you have a class ring? I did. You did? How vintage. So stupid. It feels like you went to school, like I've said before, you're in that school ties arena. Like 1950s, everyone's wearing a uniform. Everybody's got a frat. Everything's a little quaffed, you know? What a dumb idea. Like, when when are you ever going to fucking wear that ring again? When? It also, you know, it feels like you'll wear it. If you wear it, you're one of those, like, aging, middle-aged guys that's still holding on to the past of their their time playing football for the red and gray, you know? Yeah. And you're like, wait a minute. How you were seventeen, great. Yeah, so can't let go of like the a, past. This isn't even like you played college football. I got no. people like that in my school. I don't know if any of them have a class ring. I didn't. Know, I don't know if that was an option. I was sort of emo, so <laughs> I wasn't really no, connected to that group. Yeah, I was yeah. the artsy one. I was part of the artists. I felt like they were pushing it. Like I don't know if everybody got one, and I had it. I'm like, this is really because you had to buy this. it. I don't know why I did that. Do you still have it? No. You've lost it. Yeah. Were you egging a house? <laughs> Where were you on April 1st, 1971? Well, I wasn't born yet. Oh, well, that's awkward. Well, there we have it. All right. So I'm guessing you don't have one. No, God, no. I didn't even know it was an option. I didn't even know we could do that. Hmm. That's too bad. I won a gold watch in a raffle at my elementary school. Does that count? No, it doesn't. Turned my wrist green, too. Well, then it's not really gold. Nothing but the best. Sure. It's gold, but there's like an umlaut over the O. It's like gold. Gold. Is this a gold bracelet? It's a gold. Ah, Elliot Gould. Yeah. Oh, you know what I hear coming? Coming down the stairs? Elliot it's Goulding. Time for oh, a special, special decock. decock. 
deals, specialty drink. I can't wait to taste this special. I can't taste. I can't taste it already. And it is going to make you shit your pants. Are you ready for this specialty drink? This week's specialty cocktail is the birthday cake martini. Yep, the birthday cake martini. As soon as they light the flaming onion, James Jules Ferris is still going to lead the staff at the Benihana's in the birthday song. Oh, get ready for this. What? Oh, my God. I'm, this is, I'm, I'm discovering what? this in real time with the rest of you, okay? For this, you will need two ounces of whipped vodka. I assume it means whipped cream-flavored vodka. Had it. It's also too light. You have? Really? I used to be into vanilla vodka, but that's its story for another day. You will also need one and a half ounces of amaretto, one ounce of white chocolate liqueur, and two ounces of half and half. Can you do this? No. Well, I'll do it, and I'll tell you what's going to happen to my body. You baby bird it to me. Ew! All right. In this, you you need in two shallow plates, add a teaspoon of honey to the other... Oh, uh, okay. Kind of In two shallow plates, add a teaspoon of honey, and to the other, sprinkles. First, rim the edge of a martini glass in the honey, and then dip it in the sprinkles. Set aside, and then gently lean over. Set aside in a cocktail. Set aside. In a cocktail shaker, combine all ingredients, add ice, and shake well Pour into martini glasses. Okay, here are the tasting notes. Ready, Look at, I can't wait. I'm fascinated. Yeah. Half and half, two ounces of half and half. Here at the Pineapple Ranch, we want you to have your cake and drink it too. I can't think of a better way to celebrate cake than drinking a cocktail that is as sugary as the birthday sheet cakes my mother used to get at the A&P. Every now and then I come across a liqueur that actually scares me a bit. In this case, it's the sickly sweet sounding whipped vodka. All right, so it's not whipped cream vodka, it's just whipped vodka. I have never heard of this product before researching this cocktail. Whipped vodka is not actually whipped, it just contains a whipped cream-like flavor to it. Wow. Wow. He wrote wow in. You can actually hear the cavities being burrowed into my teeth just by reading this description. As it should be, this is a dessert in a glass. Light a candle, blow it out, take a sip. If you are patty, take a sip, have a blowout, light a candle. <laughs> you know, because of the dairy. He's very no, I delicate. Get it. No, I get it. Save a piece for me. Oh, what the Oh, Katie my God, Perry it's so cute. Oh, my God. You know what this is? This is a serendipity Happiness. drink. If you go to Serendipity somewhere in New York, somebody's hosting this are you even gonna try it looks like pure milk it looks like a milkshake are you really doing it i'm terrified (gasps) you guys he rimmed it with spring oh my god it's a pride rim oh my god i can't get the you gotta eat the sprinkles with it you gotta have it all in one wowee it's a dessert it's It's a a floor wax stop it (laughs) it's so hot you know what? If you're somebody who likes espresso martinis, you'll like this. You'll love this. I, I, I don't hate it. I'm not gonna lie. I, I don't. I don't hate it. I'm gonna hate Jim. I'm. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna hate what it does to your lower intestine. I'm like, wow, that was a really great mm, oh podcast. I need to get out of here. 
I need to. Get, I need. I need the exit right now. Our mm. podcast makes you shit yourself more times than I care to say. And if oh that isn't an endorsement, a ringing. I mean, if endorsement. you need to be clean, are you looking to clear yourself out? Mm. Listen to Dear Pod. I keep going back to it because you know what? You can taste the booze under there, but it's not yes, enough you booze can. to. I don't understand the people who I'm have to do like. Fascinated by this confetti. You know, when I was in Aspen, there was a place that did boozy milkshakes, and I was like, that. we had it. It was good in theory, but like. You're never going to get a buzz off that if that's what your end game is. But you're like, never going to get laid after that either because you're going to shit yourself. You broke back it, especially in Colorado. Yeah. I'm doing it again. Should I do it again? That's you taste it? You. Have you tasted it? It's good. You should. It is good. It's good in like a very sugary mm, way. No, it is really good. I like the whipped vodka. I love it. It's because, the half and half that scares me. Yeah, the that's Christ that's the part it. where it go, it's like a bridge too far. Mm-hmm. But I look at that and I was like, I couldn't. I mean, if you like eating ice cream, how is this any different than that? It's a boozy-ish, ice creamy-ish type thing. And, you know, like I said, I, I went through a period where my drink of choice was absolute vanilla vodka. And what? That's a good question. I must because have mixed I think it they, with they seltzer. Made, I think they made something called like... Um, uh, like a cream soda. It was like, Ooh. it was a uh, vanilla vodka, ginger ale, and like something else. Something to make it brown. Because when I was bartending, like Absolute comes in, they're like, here's what you can make for like the whatever fucking nonsense holiday was coming up. Yeah. I'm like, that sounds fucking terrible. It was oh. like, Absolute vanilla, some milk. I'm like, milk? We'll be lucky if this milk isn't spoiled. Milk. Milk, vodka, milk. vodka, milk. You're at a gay bar. Vodka, <laughs> milk, something else. It's like you're really hot. You are too. Hey, do you want to? Mm, you know what? I can't. You're beautiful, but mm, I need to get off of the second floor. Where's mm, bath? I really is like this is a great cocktail, isn't? It? Mm, yeah, I need to get out. Get out of the way. In the news today, uh, a man at Therapy Bar on 48th Street jumped out the second floor window to his death. His last words were, were who gave me dairy? <laughs> that would have been me. It would have been you. Just... I can taste now, like, it, now that we're sort of sitting on it, I can sort of like sitting that? on it. I can taste the half and half a little bit more, and it's haunting me. <laughs> so I won't go back for more. But and you guys are going to go to a movie theater, right? Godspeed. Mm-hmm. Godspeed. We're going to go you... see Jurassic Park after having a dairy product booze. That's right. <laughs> if the if the dinosaurs don't make you shit your pants, this thing definitely will. We did not plan this day well, <laughs> well at all. This is going to be the new Newman attack. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why are we in the middle of the row? And we did pick very interesting seats. So Godspeed, everybody at the AMC theater. Just, just like sweating, sweating, sweating at the credits. And Jim's like, "Are you fine? I'm good. I'm good." He's like, "You're really getting into this movie," and I'm like, "I know. I know. It's Chris Pratt. He's chasing raptors in the Vatican." Raptors in the Vatican. I think he does. He's I mean, eating the Pope. <laughs> That's a good start. From what I see from the trailer, I'm like, is he chasing raptors in the Vatican? I don't know what to expect of this movie, but it's going to be insane. Dinner, anybody? This episode of Dear Pod is mixed and edited by Jim Ferris and is a property of Pineapple Ranch Productions.